Hello and good morning. Today we are doing our follow through episode on the Business of Life Masterclass podcast from our interview with Stevie Morgan. If you did not get a chance to listen to our first interview with Stevie, please do. I promise you will not be disappointed. Barb Zant here, media sales leader and founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, The Stay at Work Mom. Hi, everyone. It's Debbie Lundberg, performance coach and the founder and CEO of Presenting Powerfully. Debbie, it was so great to have a guest on with us again. This was our relaunch episode with Stevie, and she was the perfect guest to have on. What stood out for you? But before you get into that, I would love for you to tell our listeners just a little bit about our relaunch and some just what changes that we did to make the podcast better based on some feedback that we got. Well, so hopefully if people are listening and they'll notice a little bit of a difference, you didn't see it a lot in the interview with Stevie, but we may be going longer on our interviews. Now people like it. It's going to be less than a half an hour. So we're absolutely not going to to go longer than that. Likely 20 to 25 minutes. And ironically, hers was was not that long, but we are expanding by uh, including a couple of other points. So number one, what you'll notice moving forward is we ask somebody, every guest we will be asking, what are you really excited about? Like we have an author coming up soon and she just had her book launched. And so I'm guessing she'll talk about that because while we introduce people and what they do, we stick with our podcast for. So what will stay the same? The podcast for. What will change perhaps a little bit longer, letting our guests share what they're excited about, and then perhaps a little bit more banter with them within the questions that they ask. Now, it's our responsibility, certainly, to keep on time. So if our guests give really long, elaborate, wonderful answers, then we may not ask very many interview-type questions. And if our guests give short wonderful answers, we may ask them to expand. So for those of you who heard Stevie Morgan earlier, you heard me asking some questions. For those of you who didn't, if you go back, you will. And if you move, as you move forward with us, which we appreciate you you being listeners, then you'll notice that in, in some of the upcoming episodes that it's a fun take on how do we get you, the listeners, more information, more insight, and have our guests feel even more special about being on with us and having a really good time. Now, if you if you watch the videos, the videos are pretty much the same, and it's us with our guests. If, though, you see everything on our, our other 19 platforms, the photos have changed. Uh, our engineer is working on having them not simply be the picture of Barb and me, but more the pictures that we take during our interviews so that you can see the guests, too. So those are some of the changes that we we have that are already in place and you'll see moving forward. And we welcome any feedback because certainly that's how we made the tweaks. Feedback from blog or excuse me, from podcast experts, feedback from our listeners, feedback from our guests. So we're excited. Yeah, we are. So the first thing for me, miles in the morning. So Debbie, I know that you do your running and walking in the morning. And I loved when you did the 10,000 miles before 6.30 a.m. or something crazy like that. 10,000 
steps. I mean, 10,000 miles on my started running. (laughs) So we did do a little bit of walking during that. Now I it's running. And so it's whether somebody walks or runs though. Yes. So 47 weeks a year, I do at least 26 miles of running. So I like to do a marathon a week, 47 weeks out of the year. It also gives some time for when I'm traveling and we're walking golf courses, or if I want a, a break, or if you know, certainly we have injuries, you want to listen to your body. So that the miles in the morning is outstanding. And if my running partners want to run a little farther, I'm happy to do it so that we run between three and a half and six miles at usually only the longer runs on the weekend. So very very good strategy. And of course, when Stevie shared, she does miles in the morning, her coach tells her how long to run. Yep. And so I had a day in between when I wasn't running with a partner that I thought, let me just pick one of the Peloton coaches and let them quote unquote, tell me how long to run. And so what I love about that is, I mean, believe me, my joy is running with other runners and talking the entire time to make it pass. And so if they're not available, the Peloton coaches are in your ear and they do the run while they're talking. So they're, I like people who tell me technical things and other people won't, you know, it's like, I don't want them to tell me a lot of stories. I want them to tell me, remember to keep your shoulders back, remember to do these things. So the miles in the morning is something that Stevie and I share. And what I implemented from what she said was doing that where let a coach just go with how long it is because their pace is different than mine. And so it's, you know, it's the amount of time. Yep. And I love you often post on Bayshore, some beautiful scenery or just stuff that is off the beaten path. For me, what was different is having a teenager in the house has shifted my morning routine a little bit because we stay up much later because he stays up much later. And that's when, you know, he wants to chat, but putting the miles back in the morning. It's just, I've always loved it. Great way to start my day and it ensures it happens. And so I am going to make that shift. And I did that and I, you know, I enjoy it. It's coolest in the morning for sure. And so you mentioned that the coach and Stevie mentioned that a couple of times and it was almost the theme of, of her episode. And so you mentioned that the technical aspect rather than storytelling, she also talked about having people you know, in your life that will tell you the truth. And so a lot of our friends will just pat us on the back. And, you know, if we're telling a story, they'll say, yeah, yeah, that's right. We need people. Debbie, you are that person for me. And I have a couple others. I'm going to build on that um, because that's how we all improve and get better. And, you know, I don't think we need, at least I'm not looking for that as I'm on my, you know, improvement quest is is to just a pat on the back. I am in this to get better. Correct. And so with this in mind, after Stevie shared that, certainly, and thank you, Barb. And I like being that person. A lot of times I'm someone's coach and their accountability partner. And I exactly. turned it <laughs> around a little bit and shared with some people about what I'd call discretion. And it's interesting because it's a theme, really, because I thought about when somebody will tell you the truth, they're, they have a discerning mind and a and discerning care for you. And it's not hurtful or hateful. It's very useful. And so certainly I ask for feedback. I seek it out. And in this past time, since Stevie was on the show, 
I had a couple of instances where people showed no discretion. And instead of being frustrated with them or not saying anything, I went ahead and let them know that because time is a non-replaceable resource and because discretion is part of leadership, wouldn't you agree that talking about something like, for example, I was, I was delayed because our alarm went off. And so Michael, my husband gets the phone call from the alarm company and he's like, could you possibly go by the house? Because he wasn't available. And so I said, I'm on my way to a board meeting, but absolutely I'll turn, turn and go there. Of course, you know, our dogs are in the house. I mean, we can replace things, but we don't want anything to happen to them. And so I voiced a texted the, the, a couple of people who were running the meeting that I may be a minute behind because of this alarm. And certainly I'd be there as soon as possible. Now I didn't owe them any explanation. And so part of that was, that was perhaps my mistake. But when I got to the meeting and was, I walked in with the chair. So I, I made it right at the time. And so it, it all worked out. But apparently the other person who I'd shared that with, who was running the meeting, told everyone. So now it was very, dis- number one, that was lack of discretion because that was something I only sent to them. And number two, it took up time in the meeting where people were kindly asking, was everything okay? But at the same time, it was it was very inappropriate. And, and so for our listeners, this may sound like, well, that's your coaching. It is. But I decided to say to the person, you know, thanks for caring about me. When you receive a text message or an email that's only to you, please consider that it, if I'd wanted to send it to everybody, I could have sent it to the entire meeting because we had a meeting on our calendar. So I could have emailed everybody. Said, consider the time and the discretion attributes of what you're doing. And I feel like that really did come from Stevie saying, have people who will tell you the truth. Because I went ahead and shared that with that person because I don't want that individual to do it again with me, of course, but I don't want him to do it with anybody. And that's going to be people not sharing things with him because he didn't have any discretion. And then it took up time. And guess what? The meeting started to go long. And I was, I left at the end of the meeting and said, if you want longer meetings, please plan longer meetings. Otherwise I'm going. And that person said, oh, it's okay. Go ahead and leave. And I said, please know I'm not apologizing for leaving on time. And so we, we have, it's good for us to be really mindful that it's not about only your perspective. It's that I look for the feedback and I even said, and if you disagree, terrific. But in my mind, I was thinking I'm not going to share something. So Stevie really sparked that for me to say, I keep asking for feedback. Absolutely. I did a session yesterday, asked for feedback, love the feedback. And in this case, it was providing the feedback with that perspective of how do you grow as a leader? And that's what she was doing, growing as a boxer, leading her field. And hopefully the person received it well from me. Yeah, I love the vocabulary that you use there as well. And the discretion and the attributes, um, those are all like so important for that growth. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, Debbie. Um, Another thing, and I know from working with you as my coach and in 
she talked about that. And I'll, the first thing that was on my radar is that we're in third quarter and I need to purchase a couple of coaching sessions. I look forward to that, Debbie. But also she writes everything down, but she writes it down intentionally. It's not like she writes a list down to get everything, you know, out of her you know, head. She does it to get things done. And one of the things that I've done for the probably the past 10 years with you is the the three things that I write down, you know, in the morning, just to make sure that the most important intentional things get done. I'm moving that to the night before. Hmm. And I do like to cross things off my list, but I agree sometimes it's not productive to have, you know, just this ongoing list that's unrealistic. And you've got things then on the list that aren't important and aren't going to move us forward. So I did shift that to the evening to free up that time for my miles in the morning. And it worked really well for me. Barb, it's funny you say that because having having coached and done a lot with time and organization, one of the things I say is at the end of the day, I've started incorporating and you may not, you and I, I don't think you've even talked about this, but I call it sorting out your day. So it's part of planning for tomorrow. So if you have a journal or your phone, or you simply want to say it out loud or think it, it's three things. You sort out your day by thinking of something that was successful during the day. I mean, and believe me, success, sometimes you might think, oh, it was a, it was a day that was, was, was a lot of, a lot of mishaps perhaps, but what was successful? Were you on time? Were you, Did you move through a meeting smoothly? So something successful, something you learned that day, and it could be something you learned about yourself, others, a fact, and then three, something you're grateful for. And what's really good about that is it puts you in a very positive, reflective, thoughtful positioning as you close out your day, as opposed to what do I have to get done tomorrow? And so the sorting out your day is something that I've been encouraging clients and teams that I'm working with to do so that they get ready for the next day. So love that you're thinking of it. And then I share with them a a top 10, what I call making the most of your moments, top 10. And for those who follow along on my blog or receive my updates via email, this will be the tip for August. So a little bit of preview, but you're right. It's like you think about how do you get things ready? Now with Stevie, she wrote that in how I perceive that is that became her plan for the next day. So she was getting things done that next day and then she started over and that can work. You like crossing things off, off of a list. Many people do. Now for making the most of moments, top 10, I'd say number one, have a morning routine and that starts the night before. So like you were saying, how do you process through your day? If you have an evening routine and a morning routine, which means don't hit the snooze, don't do these, your routine is not hit the snooze 12 times and then race around. So number two, know that your life's timing equals your relationship with the clock. And sometimes people think that sounds really strange. Our relationship with the clock is whether we see it as our ally or our foe, if we see it as as a struggle or, or a guide. Number three, eliminate lists. Uh, schedule all your tasks and have buffer periods. So again, if you want that list and that is your day's plan and you get them done, I'm not criticizing that at all. I mean, everybody's different. If though you schedule everything in your calendar and you leave buffer times 
for things taking extra or for bio breaks, things like that. Be smart about it. Number four, prioritize and ask priority with clear boundaries when people ask you to do things or you ask others to do them, family members, friends, people at work. Number five, start early and complete your worst task first. Brian Tracy wrote that book, Eat the Frog. We've talked about that before. Make sure if you get that done, you won't procrastinate other things or let things take more time. Number six, here's one that a lot of people might roll their eyes at. Stop saying you're swamped, you're stressed, you're slammed, it's a crazy day, because all of that feeds that negative vibe. Instead, think of it as it's a full day, it's a challenging day, it's a fully booked day, it's a it's a productive day. Number seven, say no or no thank you, and resist that busyness. We've talked about that. I'm, I, I'm not a fan of, of with people saying they're busy, because that doesn't tell me what you're doing, just says you're not doing what I want you to do right now. <laughs> Number eight, time chunk into 20 minutes. And you can have short, shortened meetings. So if you normally have an hour, it's funny, we're lengthening our podcast a little bit when I'm telling people you can shorten things. If you have a half an hour meeting, make it 20 minutes, an hour, make it 40 or 45 and see if you can't get that all done. And then number nine, focus on one thing at a time. And multitasking isn't real. It's called switch tasking. So you're, you're going to make some mistakes. If somebody interrupts you, say, if you'll give me five minutes, I'll give you 100% of my attention and I'll come to you. That can assist there. Number 10, create organizing systems. That's mental and physical. All clutter is mental clutter. So there's no one organizing way. I know organizers, some of them believe their way is the only way. But make sure you understand your system and it works for you, not against you, and that there is a system emotionally, mentally, physically. And when you have those organized systems, you can move through things. So there's that's a preview of what my tip will be, of what my blog will show. It really was driven though, a lot of re-looking at it because we had that conversation with Stevie about the list versus the way you move through your day. So hey, good for her. She gets it done. I love every single tip you just gave us. I took notes on that. I can't wait to read more in your blog. Lastly, Stevie mentioned her next bite. And that was one of the things that she talked about being excited about right now. She went professional is on September 10th. We cannot join it. It's in another state. And often we like to support another country. Uh, another country. Yeah. She had, I think October was the other country. We like to support and, you know, uh, attend these events. So maybe the two of us could do a boxing class. I know you've done that before. And Happy to. It's challenging. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a great way to support Stevie and excited to hear, to hear she wins. So as we close this out, listeners, please know that you can stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at the Business of Life Masterclass. Me on Instagram and Stay at Work Mom. And Debbie Lumberg is Debbie Lumberg everywhere. If you like what you heard, please rate us five stars. We are committed to providing you with five-star guests and inspiration. So stay tuned and thank you for joining us for this episode of the Business of Life Masterclass, the podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Listen, choose, do. Thank you. Thank you. you.